Thank you for subscribing to the Parkway Fellowship Podcast. Parkway Fellowship, commonly referred to as The Park, is a purpose-driven church in Katy, Texas, recognized for its innovation and rapid growth. Designed for the person who might not be used to attending church, The Park, one of the only purpose-driven churches in the area, has quickly become one of the most popular West Houston churches for people new to their faith, to church, or to living in the Katy area. It is our prayer that God changes your life through this message from Senior Pastor Mike McGowan. Good morning. My name is Mike McGowan. I'm the pastor here at Parkway Fellowship, and today we're uh, wrapping up our series Cornerstone by talking about two very specific sets of verses. Now, some of you have already looked ahead and you figured out that today we're talking about fasting, and you're sitting there wondering um, if you should just sit there or if you should make a break for the door and get a donut while you still can. Um, <clears throat> well, I do want to tell you that, yes, that is the topic of the day. Uh, but, and some people might not really understand what fasting really is. Let me give you a, just a quick definition. If you want to write it down, you can, but it's not in your message notes. But fasting is simple. Fasting is abstaining from food for a designated time for the purpose of seeking God. Fasting is abstaining from food for a designated time for the purpose of seeking God. Now I've heard people say things like, like that, oh, well, I'm going to fast from media, or I'm going to fast from shopping, or I'm going to fast from, you know, watching American Idol, or, you know, whatever. <clears throat> Look, fasting only deals with abstaining from food. It is not the same as just giving up something. So none of those other things are fasting, okay? Fasting is simply abstaining from food for a designated time for the purpose of seeking God. Um, now I got to tell you this. Today, in this message, for this message, for this message today, you need to put on your big boy pants, okay? I'm serious. This message will be as challenging as any message that you have ever heard if you take it seriously. And if you do take it seriously, the rewards that will come will be immense. I got my first um, experience at fasting when I was in seminary. Um, I met with a couple of guys every week to hold each other accountable for our walk with Christ. And one of the things that we did was that we would read books together. And uh, we, there were two books that we read that were specifically uh, powerful in shaping our lives. Uh, one book is a book called Celebration of Discipline uh, by Richard Foster. This is an incredible book. It goes through every single one of the classical spiritual disciplines uh, for the Christian life. And there's even an entire chapter in here about fasting. Totally awesome book. The other book <clears throat> was a book called um, A Serious Call to a Devout and Holy Life, uh, written by a guy named William Law in 1739. Awesome book, by the way. Um, anyway, in reading these books, we came to understand that if we were going to have a serious, if we we're going to take our, our, our walk with Christ seriously, then we were going to have to do some fasting. You know what? So we tried it out. Uh, and so we made a commitment to fast one day a week, every week. We ended up doing that for about two years. Okay. Now, I got to admit, the first time we did this, I thought I was going to die. I did. I, I mean, by the time lunch rolled around, 
I was so hungry. I mean, I'm serious. So instead of going to like to the to the to the you know dinner table to eat my lunch, I instead took grabbed my Bible and I went. And I sat on the couch and I sat on my couch and I looked at my Bible and I thought, I might eat Genesis. <laughs> I mean, I was dying. I was so hungry. But you know, the truth is, is that after about two months, it it just became a normal part of my week. And it wasn't nearly so hard as it was that first time when I did it. In fact, it became spiritually invigorating for me. I mean, I began to see God do the things that I was praying for. I, I mean, I was growing closer and closer and closer to the Lord. I was growing by fasting. It was unbelievable. Now, <clears throat> the danger for us in this room is to say, well, you know, fasting, that's for the spiritually elite. I mean, that's for people like, you know, pastors, you know, those types. That's not really for the average, ordinary Christ follower. In fact, I know plenty of people that I consider great Christ followers, and they don't fast. So I don't really see why I should either. Well, the danger in going down that road, it honestly is not that something bad would happen to you. It probably won't. The danger is, is that there will be some things in the Christian life that you would just simply never experience. There will be spiritual breakthroughs that will never happen for you if, if you're not willing to fast. There would be, you could have victory over sins that only come, that would be, could be so easily taken care of by fasting. But if you don't, then you'll struggle with them for years, decades, maybe even a lifetime, and still not overcome them. There'll be blessings that God wants to bestow on your life, but you'll never see them because you weren't willing to pay the price. There will be big decisions that you will really desperately want God's will on but it will remain hidden from you because you weren't willing to fast for it I mean as there'll become times in your life there will come a time in your life when you'll get you'll get so far in the Christian life you'll, you'll wonder you know is there more than this well and the answer is yes there's a lot more but you can only access it through fasting that's why this message is so incredibly important today, which is why these verses that we're going to talk about today are so incredibly important. They have the potential to take you deeper than you've ever gone before. Fasting has the potential to unlock things, honestly, that you didn't even know were there. Fasting has the potential to help us learn what it means to deny ourselves, okay, instead of indulge in every whim and the self-discipline and self-control that it takes to, um, to fast on a regular basis, I'm telling you, that pays off so many huge dividends in so many areas of life. Uh, these verses that we're going to look at today, these truly are cornerstone forming verses because they have more potential to shape your relationship with Christ than any of the verses we've talked about in this entire series. They are that big. Well, okay, so... What are they? Okay. Well, the first verse that we're going to look at today is Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18. So 
go ahead and pull out your message notes. Uh, and let's look at this first set of verses in Matthew. This, here's what the Bible says. <clears throat> in fact, this is Jesus talking. He says this. He says, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father, who sees what's done in secret, will reward you. And the second verse, or second set of verses, is found in Matthew 19. Verses 14 and 15. And that's our second set of cornerstone forming verses that we're going to look at today in Matthew 19. And here's what that verse, our set of verses says. It says this. It says, then John's disciples, this is John the Baptist. John's, John's disciples came and asked him, how is it that we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, how can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. Okay? All right. So, in looking at these verses, we have to ask the question, what do these verses mean for me? Okay? Well, they mean two key things. And here's the first. The first thing that these verses mean is this, is that I will fast because Jesus expects it. I will fast because Jesus expects it. Look at, these, look at this first set of verses again in Matthew 6, okay? I've reprinted it there for you. It says this. Jesus says, he starts out by saying, when you fast, would you underline those three words? When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received the reward in full. Verse 17. But when you fast, underline those same three words again. When you fast. Two times in this verse, Jesus says, when you fast. He doesn't say, you know, if you fast or should you decide to fast or only when the spiritually elite fast. He says, when you fast. And the you he's talking about is ordinary folk. He's talking about all of us. So when Jesus says, he says, when you fast, he's talking to all of us. When you fast. Now, in that culture, pretty much Everybody fasted at some point, okay? It, it was common practice in the New Testament. In fact, it was so common that we actually have very little practical instruction in the Bible on the how-tos of fasting because, honestly, nobody needed it because everybody already knew what to do. And so when Jesus says, when you fast, everyone knew exactly what he was talking about and everyone knew that he was talking to them because no one in this passage raises their hand and says, whoa, 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 hold on, Jesus. I, I know you said when you fast, but you meant to say if you fast, right? That's what you really meant to say. No, but nobody says that. They accept it as it was just like no big deal. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, okay? Over the centuries, Western society has grown more and more wealthy and modernized. And as it has, the truth is, we've had to say no to less and less. Because truth is, we could just afford it. And it's just readily available, all right? Oh, and we have unwillingly developed a posture of self-indulgence. Because if there's something we want, like, we just go get it. 
or we charge it, or we save up for it until we can buy it. The question for us is never, is there enough for dinner? It's always, what do you want for dinner? Look, and I'm not saying it's like bad or wrong to have, you know, options for dinner, okay? But what I am saying is that this habit of self-indulgence does not always serve us very well. I mean, it's because we just simply don't normally gravitate towards things that are self-denial in their nature, do we? No, we don't do that. Which is why in our society we have so much obesity and addiction and materialism. We gravitate to things that just lead to self-indulgence. We don't gravitate to the stuff that leads to self-denial. And this self-indulgence, it, it is a deep but yet powerful undercurrent in our society that just, that just sweeps us along right with it. We hardly even notice that it's there. So let me ask you a question. Do you fast? Will you follow Christ by fasting? I mean, that's what this passage is getting here, is getting at here. Look, no one ever promised that following Jesus was going to be easy or convenient or without sacrifice. You know, like we talked about last week in Romans 10, 9. If we're going to call Jesus our Lord, then when he says, well, when you fast, it means that he expects us to fast. It needs to be just a part of our lives as Christ's followers. So let me ask you again. Will you follow Christ by fasting? tell you follow christ by fasting the rewards are immense they're immense but there's a second thing that we need to take away from this morning and the second thing comes from our second set of verses and that second thing is this is that i will make fasting a regular part of my life i'll make fasting a regular part of my life matthew 9 I've reprinted it there for you. Matthew 9, verses 14 and 15, the Bible says this. Says, then John's disciples came and asked him, how is it that we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, how can the guests of the bridegroom, and really, we just use the word groom. We don't use bridegroom. We just use the word groom. How can the guests of the bridegroom or groom mourn while he's with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. And I want you to circle these last four words. Then they will fast. Circle that very important it's the key to this whole passage now these set of verses take a little background to really understand properly um you might not know this but the pharisees the religious leaders of the day um they fasted two days a week they fasted every wednesday and every saturday i mean that was their regular practice and so um john's disciple john the disciples of john the baptist when they come to jesus they We know that they're talking about, um, well, I'm sorry, let me explain a little better than that. This passage is talking about fasting on a regular basis because the Pharisees fasted twice a week. Now, John's disciples, we don't know whether they fasted one day a week, two days a week, or three times a week, but we know that they fasted regularly because they're comparing themselves to the Pharisees in this passage, okay? So when John the Baptist's disciples come to Jesus, they say, 
hey, Jesus, we fast, the Pharisees fast, how come your guys don't fast? What they're really saying is, hey, Jesus, we fast at least once a week. The Pharisees fast twice a week. How come your your guys don't disciple, I mean, your disciples don't fast during the week? That's what they're saying. To which Jesus responds, look, you don't fast when you go to a wedding, when you're hanging out with the groom. That's a time of celebrating, not a time of fasting. But there will come a day when I'm no longer here, then my followers will fast. And since the context of the passage is not talking about, you know, like, Fasting every now and then, since it's taught, the context is talking about fasting on a regular basis, Jesus is saying, when I depart, then my disciples, my followers, will fast on a regular basis. That is what this is saying. So let me ask you, do you fast on a regular basis? I told you. You're going to have to put on your big boy pants for this message. I'm telling you. Now, look, let me say this. If you're visiting with us here today, okay, let me say this. I don't expect you to just walk right out of here and start fasting. In fact, I'm giving you permission today to order dessert at lunch, okay? I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're here because you're getting an inside look of what it takes to follow Christ. You're getting an inside look on what the, the regular tenders and members of Parkway Fellowship are willing to do to see God act and move in their lives and align their lives with him. So I'm glad you're here. So you're getting to hear about this and see this. Although there is no expectation on you. Just glad that you're here. But for those of you that are members and regular tenders of Parkway Fellowship, let me ask you, do you fast on a regular basis that's what jesus is asking here because jesus not only expects us to fast but he expects it to be a regular part of our our lives now jesus stopped short of saying whether we're supposed to fast you know one day or two day or three days a week he stopped short of that so let me ask you are you willing to fast regularly whether it's one day a week or once a month or somewhere in between are you willing to fast on a regular basis which kind of leads me to another thought. And the other thought is just simply this. Is um, in addition to a regular practice of fasting, are there like special occasions when I should fast? Well, I think, I think so. I was able to think of four, okay? And these are your next bullet, these are your bullet points. Here, the special occasions when I think that we should also fast, I think number one is this. I, I should fast when I'm faced with a big decision. When I'm faced with a big decision. When you have a specially big decision to make, you definitely should fast about it. Every big decision I've ever made in my life since seminary, I fasted about every single one of them. And without exception, God has led me to the right decision every single time. It's quite a record. Not for God. But I'm telling you, anytime you face a big decision, you should fast. Second thing is this, is I should fast when the stakes are high. When there's something going on that has really big ramifications, when the stakes are high, you should definitely fast about it. You know, maybe you need to be, maybe about when it's about your marriage or about a wayward child. Anytime the stakes are high, man, you ought to fast. Third thing, you ought to fast. You ought to fast for sometimes for personal reasons. 
Occasionally on a fast for personal reasons. So, you know, maybe you need to break a sinful habit. Maybe you just want to get closer to God. Maybe there's something you want God's favor and blessing on. Whenever you have some personal reasons, fast. Maybe the fourth is this. You need to fast when a public fast is declared. When a public fast is declared. In the Bible, sometimes the leaders would declare a public fast. That meant that everybody was supposed to fast for a specific amount of time for a specific purpose. And they, they would do this quite a lot. A lot of times, um, it was when they were facing an enemy or when they were, you know, begging God to do something great. Uh, you know, the king of Nineveh declared a public fast for the whole city after Jonah came and preached them about repenting from sins. So, it, it, it's a, when it's a public fast, okay? Now, let me be clear. All of that is in addition, in addition to a regular habit of fasting, okay? Now, I got to admit this. I personally had gotten away from a regular habit of fasting. A number of years ago, I went on like a really long fast, and it was honestly, it was just really, really, really hard. And the thought of, you know, right after that, going back to a regular habit of fasting, honestly, I was like, I just cannot do this. So I just got out of that habit, and I never went back to it. Um, But I'm making a commitment to get back into the regular habit of fasting with this message today. So would you join me in doing that? Now, there's one other question that we need to answer, and that is this. What kind of fasts are there? There's three. There's three kinds of fasts. Let me give them to you. The first type of fast is this. There's a water fast. Rules here are simple. The only thing you can have is water. No food, no juices, No coffee, you know. All you can have is water, and that's it, okay? Second type of fast is what's called a juice fast. Some people call it a partial fast, but it's called a juice fast. With a juice fast, you can have any kind of liquid. Uh, You just can't have anything solid. So fruit juice, milk, broth, especially good, especially fine. Um, And yes, you can have coffee with this kind of fast. Basically, anything that is liquid, you can have, just nothing solid. I mean, so we know what? If you could put a ribeye in a blender... You can drink it, okay? No, whatever it takes, okay? The third type of fast, third type of fast is called a Daniel fast. Uh, This comes from uh, Daniel chapter one when Daniel and his three friends uh, ate only fruits and vegetables. The rules of this fast are simply that you can only eat fruits and vegetables, no meat, no dairy, no processed food, and you can only drink water. No coffee with this type of fast, okay? Now, if you want some details about a Daniel fast, let me recommend a great book to you. It's called The Daniel Fast by Susan Gregory. You can get it on Amazon. Um, it's got great instructions about the fast. It even has recipes in it. Um, awesome, awesome book, okay? Um, so where is all this going? I mean, where are we going with all this? You ready for it? For those of you, thank you. For those of you who are members and regular attenders here at Parkway Fellowship. I am declaring a public fast for our church because 40 days from Tuesday, we are gonna be opening our new building, our new children's and youth building. On Sunday, September 16th is gonna be our opening day of the new building as well as the start of our big fall campaign. So 40 days from Tuesday is when that's going to open. So I declare a public fast. I want all of us to to participate. What are we fasting about? We're fasting to ask God's blessing and favor 
on the building as well as on every child and teenager that will ever walk through those doors. We are fasting to ask God that he would call many children and teenagers to become missionaries, pastors, church planters, youth pastors, children's pastors, worship pastors, to give their lives to serving him. We are going to be asking God that he would take children from broken homes who carry around an enormous amount of hurt, that God would heal them and he would meet them and he would be their father in a special way because perhaps one of their parents is no longer with them or maybe has even passed away. We're going to be asking God to help those teenagers who will come and children who will come into those buildings that, because that is where they will grow spiritually. That is where they will find Christ. That is when they will become mature and ready to meet the world. We're going to be asking God to take all of the teaching and, uh, that, that will happen for every single one of those students and every one of those teenagers that is in that building and that he would use that to bring honor to his name and he would help Parkway Fellowship to reach the lost at any cost and grow them to maturity through those facilities. Those are the types of things that we're going to be praying for. And if you participate in this public fast, I will email you all of those things that we're praying for tomorrow. Now, in a public fast, let me say this. It is okay to encourage one another. Jesus warns us against bragging, not encouraging. So it is okay to talk about fasting within your small group or some close Christian friends that are also participating in that fast. It's just not about, not bragging, okay? So today you've got three key decisions to make. The first is this, is will you participate in this public fast? That's the first key decision to make. I mean, honestly, I certainly hope so, because fasting is a way of saying to God, God, I want you to answer this prayer more than I want food. Fasting is a way of not just telling God how serious you are about this prayer, but it's showing him how serious you are about this prayer. You know, fasting is essentially um, that the time you would normally spend preparing and eating that meal, that you now designate that amount of time to pray. And by the way, if you go on a fast and you actually don't pray, then you're not really fasting, you're just going hungry. And it's not worth it, I promise. Okay? The second key decision that you have to make is this, is what kind of fast are you committing to? Are you committing to a water fast, a juice fast, or a Daniel fast? Third thing, decision you have to make is how long are you going to fast? A day? Two days? Three days? Five days? Seven days? Ten? Fourteen? Twenty-one? Thirty? Forty days? There will be people in our church that will commit to fast 40 days. I know it. And I promise you. So you have, you have to decide how many days you're going to fast. And here's the thing. I need you to start this week. The building opens 40 days from Tuesday, which is why we're preaching this message today. But I'm telling you, if you don't start your fast this week, and I highly recommend either starting tomorrow or on Tuesday. If you don't start your fast this week, you probably won't do it at all. Because the devil will do everything he can to give you all kinds of reasons why you should delay or why not now. Oh, because, you know, grandma's coming next weekend or we've got this, we've got that. It's not a really good time, but I'll do it a little bit later as it gets closer. Aren't, the truth is, you'll end up delaying so much you won't even do it. 
So the fast starts this week. And I highly recommend you start either tomorrow or Tuesday. But, you, but everybody starts this week. Look, fasting can shape your life like nothing else. I'm telling you, fasting can shape and change and deepen your walk with Christ like no other single thing can. Which is why these two sets of verses are such critical cornerstone forming verses. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to pull out your connection card and I want you to hold it right next to your message notes. And I want you to check the commitments that you're making on your card because we're going to pray for every single person that turns to the card. I also want to make check uh, you to make your commitments on your notes so you can remember what you committed to. There's only four next steps for today. The first one is this. I commit to participate in this public fast starting this week. I will do a... And then you need to circle which type of fast you're going to do. A water fast, a juice fast, or a Daniel fast. Now look, for those in the room that are already vegetarians, I know you're thinking, oh, Daniel fast, awesome. This is, I live it already. Sorry. Unfortunately for you, there's not much sacrifice in it for you. And so I want to encourage you to choose either a water or a juice fast. I know, murmurings. But pick which type of fast. And then I want you to pick... What, how long you're going to fast. We're going to do one, two, three days, five days, seven, 10, 14, 21, 30, 40 days. Look, I'm going to tell you what. Here's the, check this out. Our staff, I'd asked our staff to already go ahead and, tell, and commit to a certain number of days of fasting. Did you know that our staff cumulatively has already committed to 331 days of total fasting? I mean, we're here to take this seriously. This is not a game. And this is not just an activity. This is begging God to do what only he can do. And I want to encourage you, if you're doing a Daniel fast, I want to encourage you to do no, no less than seven days. Because you can do seven days of fruit and vegetables and water pretty easily. And I would encourage you even to think about much longer. Maybe this next one. I commit to make fasting a regular habit in my walk with Christ. And maybe you don't know what that regular habit's going to be yet, but you know you're going to do it either one day a week or one every other, one day every other week or at least once a month. But you're going to do it regularly. And I think if you're doing it less than once a month, that's not regular. So you're committed to do it between somewhere in that range, something like that. Number three, I commit to fast when I face a big decision, when the stakes are high, when personal reasons arise, or when a public fast is declared. Would you commit to that? Or number three, or number four, I'm sorry. I want to become a Christ follower for the first time in your life. Look, here's the truth. You can't really fast for God until you have a relationship with God. The only way to have a relationship with God is to ask Jesus Christ to come into your life to forgive you of everything you've ever done and pledge your life to following him from this day forward. And we've been talking about pretty explicitly that exact thing the last several weeks. Have you done it? Have you been putting that off? If you've never asked Christ to come into your life, I want you to check that box. I also want you to pick up a new believer packet on your way out. They're right beside each of the doors. There's a prayer at the bottom of your message notes on how to become a Christ follower. Pray that prayer right where you sit. But then check the box and grab a new believer packet on your way out today. Let me pray for you as Pat and the worship team come back up.
Father, I thank you so much today for these verses. And Lord, I thank you that hidden in these verses are the keys to unlock so much for us as Christ followers. And I'm asking you, Lord, that you would take these truths found in these two passages and don't let us walk around them or get away from them, but put them right in front of us so we have to deal with them. That we have to fast. It's just part of being a Christ follower, living a life of self-denial and not self-indulgence. That it ought to be a regular part of our lives. Lord, I ask that you would call everyone who is a member or regular attender of Parkway Fellowship to participate in this public fast as we look forward to what you have already planned to do through this facility that we're that's going to open in four, in 42 days. But we're asking that that potential of what you could do would become a reality and we're willing to pay the price collectively to beg you to do it for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Our prayer is that God has given you at least one next step to take today in your walk with Christ. For more information about Parkway Fellowship or to contact us, visit www.parkwayfellowship.com. To talk with a pastor about becoming a Christ follower for the first time, you can call our offices at 832-222-9282.